Welcome everyone to another episode of Best on the Block. I'm Kimberly Paget Morrison of the BMP Brand, a nonprofit marketing agency building a community one brand, one business at a time. Check us out at www.bmpbrand.com um, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Best on the Block provides you with personal and business brand coaching and guidance. We are your partner in becoming best on the block. From the last episode, everyone, there's a lot that has happened, not only in the world and probably in your life, but in my personal life as well. Hence the long hiatus for this episode of Best on the Block. As you all know, we are in a series of the best-selling author's book, Survive the Next 365 by Clark Garrison. And I've had to lean on this and other forms of motivation as since the last episode, I have lost uh, three very dear people to me. Um, they were friends, sisters, and family. Um, one lost to brain cancer and two I actually lost, we actually lost to COVID-19. Um, loss can cause you to lose motivation. It can also in times be your greatest source of motivation to keep it moving. Um, Best on the Block has been uh, using the best-selling book, Survive the Next 365, as motivation and a guide to be your best on the block. This book was a cathartic journey for the author, Clark Garrison, to survive this, the, the 2008 economic downturn. The author, Clark Garrison, takes us on a journey in this book of rediscovering our best selves. Perfect for becoming best on the block. So here we are at chapter three, prune your tree. So go to amazon.com and download your copy today. The author has offered this book for just 99 cents for all those wanting to join the journey to survive the next 365. So here we go. In chapter three, the author explores the importance of your circle of influence. That circle of influence includes your friends, family, business connections, and those who have the greatest impact in your life. This, according to the author, extends far beyond the immediacy of friends and family, but anyone that has influence or impact whose opinion or counsel you place in a place of importance. The author takes intentional steps in pruning his tree refining his circle of influence. Let's challenge ourselves to follow his steps. So here's step one. Ask yourself, who are your teachers? Who do I listen to or follow in my life? Parents, professors you had in college, commanding officers in the service, brothers or sisters. Ask yourself, who are your teachers? Who do you listen to? Now, personally, I don't really listen to too many people and try to be careful on who has influence over my thoughts and moving forward in life. Not saying I always get it right. Most times I don't. But with many mistakes and pitfalls, I have tried in my adult life to be very careful. My key influencer, I can say, has been and will always be my mother. Most times when I have taken a fall, it was because I did not listen to her or follow her example. Now, there's someone else that had an extreme impact in my life, and he was a teacher for me. 
unknowingly, because, you know, I've known him since childhood. He's my godbrother. Um, growing up, I used to blindly follow my godbrother. And what trouble did that get me into, guys? Um, not major life-altering trouble, but mainly like, you know, when we were younger, normal kid stuff. I remember once when we were 10, and I was 10 and he was 12, um, we were at the house after school. We were latchkey latch kids, so it wasn't a crime back then, guys. And we were looking for a snack. And he influenced me that it would be a wonderful idea to heat up some Krispy Kremes in the oven at a temperature of 350. And that it would be okay to go outside and ride bikes and play while these suckers were in the oven. Well, you all know what happened there. It was fine until my mother got home to her house in a cloud of black smoke with this tinge sweet smell in the air. Shoo! Can't tell you how we got over that or got through that or, you know, kept her from killing us. But we survived that. We survived that to even get into uh, preteen age where we both drank from our parents' liquor cabinet and got sick as five dogs. Couldn't hide it because, you know, we were both <laughs> sick and faces were green. Um, so we survived that. Then having to personally go to the hospital after tumbling hair first over the handlebars as my godbrother was riding the bike, um, as he explained to me that would be a great idea for us to go together as opposed to us riding bikes separately because we'll get there faster because he's faster riding bikes, yada, yada, yada. Tumbled over the head handlebars, bust my head, still have scars on my elbow to uh, monument that occasion. But again, we survived that. Um, not taking college too seriously because I'm hanging out with him and his friends, you know, and they don't take college seriously. They're just like tooling around the town and not doing much, no books in sight, and I'm following them. And, you know, I flunked a few courses. And um, the other piece is, whew, if I really would have paid attention to how he treated girls, I'd be in trouble in my own life because I ran interference for him with his many girlfriends all at the same time. I'm sure most of those ladies at this moment still do not like me, but um, as you can see, my godbrother was the king of mischief. Growing up, this jovial way of making a sunny day bright is how I saw him and how I translated his care of me because he did really take care. It sounds a little weird with all this stuff he did, but he did really, in most instances, was my protector. Um, as I got older... This protective, jovial spirit turned sinister for me, especially when I saw him in one fit of rage getting mad at his friends. And he literally snatched one of his friends out of the car window, um, just grabbed the guy's shirt, snatched his ass right out the car window. And it was almost like a movie, like that guy was like a rag doll coming out of that window. And let me say the window wasn't all the way down either, but the dude just snatched him right out of there. And it was very violent at the time. His friends thought it was comical. Of course, except for the dude that got snatched out of the window. Um, but it wasn't comical to me. It showed me a different side of him that wasn't so jovial or protecting in nature. It showed me that perhaps this isn't what I should be following or what I should look up to. Um, he also began to disappear for days and weeks on end. He would always tell me, you know, don't worry about it, string bean. I'm going to be okay. But I knew something was wrong. I knew it was not going to be okay. 
This was my first look at what it meant to process pruning your tree. His behavior as I began to explore and pay more attention, we realized that it was drug-related. And with our fully knowing why I needed to not get sucked into this life. So I was glad to maybe, I was sad to discover why he was acting erratically, but I was glad to have been exposed to it. So I knew I needed to prune that tree. So I had to remove myself. Extreme example, I know, but he was a major influence in my life. So I would follow him anywhere even into a burning building, because he was always my protector. He protected me and taught me how to protect myself. One example of that is in elementary school. I was getting bullied really bad by this real big girl. I shouldn't, she was bigger than me. Let me say that. Let me be more correct. She was bigger than I, which really doesn't take much, but she was, she was four times bigger than I was at the time. And, you know, for a little girl, that was probably pretty scary. My godbrother did not fight for me. Because he was really a big guy. He was a football player and he was a really big stocky guy. So he didn't fight for me because, you know, he taught me how to skillfully handle the situation on my own. Um, his grandmother would pick us up from school about 3.10. Um, so that always gave my bully about from 3 o'clock to 3.10, about 10 good minutes to torture the hell out of me. Um, and again, I tell you, my godbrother was a real huge guy, so he knew I can't fight this battle for you, but I'm going to help you fight it for yourself. And of course, we were kids, so he didn't say it in that way. He just gave me the tools I needed to get through this situation. So there's one particular day he said, Kim, we're going to take care of this. I said, okay, well, I'm a little frightened. He said, that's okay, that's okay. He said, don't get on the swings quickly, because you know, as soon as you get on the swings, that's when she comes over. He said, wait a while. Get on the swings at about five, you know, after we're out here for about five minutes and then watch for my signal. So I did. As I told you, he was a big influence on my life. So I would do whatever, to, do whatever he said. This girl used to throw sand on me while I was swinging on the swings and she would say some really nasty things about my, you know, about me and some other. And they were nasty at the time. They're probably harmless. But at the time, they just felt really hurtful. So she would, as I'm swinging, she would toss sand, just toss sand, and she would say some stuff. So what he wanted me to do was, upon his signal, he said, I'm going to give you your lunchbox, and you then swing. Swing as hard as you can, and then follow me and run. And I did. He gave me the signal. I grabbed my lunchbox, and you guys know back then it was 10 lunchboxes. You know, they were 10. And I swung it dead at her face. Bam! She fell. What I didn't know is he had another, another piece of ammunition to do as well. Once I swung at her face, he threw sand at her. So she was, you know, rendered, in, you know, immobile for a good little while. Giving us time to what? Run to the gate and jump in his grandmother's car. Now, that was someone who cared enough about, well, let me say that. That's, I have to say that pretty loosely. He cared enough about me, let's say, to get me out of that situation. But what I can say is at the time, that set the precedent for how our lives were entangled. He was my protector. He was my teacher. He actually helped me all the time. Even academically, most times he helped me because he was smarter than I, especially in math and science. Real smart guy.
So that tells you how oftentimes pruning your tree can't be that easy because it's people that you love. It's people that you care about. So I'm not saying this part of the journey is easy. I'm saying it is necessary. And what I must say is I never got bullied again after that. Not a day in my life. It's because he taught me in that instance that I did have the power to defend myself. But this type of impact could have influence in my life in a number of negative ways as we grow into young adults. If I continue to follow his example of how to treat women, boy, I'd be a different girl. Um, if I follow his declining work ethic, uh, I, I'd be a different person. Um, if I follow his dependence on substances to cope, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you today. All of these would have had an adverse effect and impact on who I became. Now, back to the author's text. Once you have identified your teachers and influencers, step two is to have the courage to ask yourself how the people who most influence your life day in and day out been actively supporting you as you move towards achieving your life's goals and your dreams. The author advises to merely look at your list and answer this question. Not with a whole lot of rhetoric, but just answer the question, yes or no. Look at your list and say, what have you done for me lately? Sounds like a popular song, right? So in addition to my mother, let's see who else has an impact on my life. So I've wrote down some more names because I know it's pretty easy to say, oh, my mom has influence. But there are other people. There's a whole litany of people who I know I'm friends with and, you know, have interactions with that actually influence me. Who do I spend time with and share my thoughts and energy with? And what positive impact has their energy had on my energy or my moving forward steps? Or what negative impact has their energy had on my energy or my moving forward steps? Ask yourself again, what have you done for me lately? The author encourages to parallel the analogy against your answer. Prune your tree. Just as a tree needs to be pruned of dead limbs, leaves, and roots to continue to grow, so in fact humans need to prune individuals in your circle of influence that are not actively supporting you and your efforts to make your passions and dreams a reality. Now support can be explicit explicitly or implicitly. Why is this important? Per the author Clark Garrison, in his life, he has found that we emulate those with whom we have the most contact on a day-to-day -day basis. He takes a look at his college days as an example. Like, um, he gives an example of wearing khakis because they all did, driving a particular car, going to all the parties, but not one study group in the bunch. So, he says because of that and his circle of influence, he sucked at school. He stated all of his friends sucked at school. You know what? I know from firsthand. He's right. I was one of those friends. We were all on the struggle bus for a long time with the realities of what college life really meant. We all had to prune our trees to get better and get an actual degree. I must say we all got them, but it took a minute. For the sake of being able to finish the exercise, 
lives. The author encourages that we call the list of our circle of influence, not people or friends, but merely limbs. Not friends, not associates, confidants, family, or none of the traditional oriented ties. The limb, the title limb, allows us to look and view everyone from the same vantage point. If your limbs begin to rot, will you survive? Are those limbs thriving and reaching for more sunlight? Think and look at your closest companions as who they really are, not who we would like them to be or who we need them to be. Remember, you're merely a tree, and in order to grow healthy, you must prune that which is a threat to your growth and survival. Look at it that way. Think of it. If you do not survive, what child will be missing get inspired by you? Think about that. What child will miss getting inspired by you? If you do not survive, what person may not have employment? What person may not have the motivation needed to survive a loss in their family simply if you do not survive? Who in your family may not go to college because of lack of your influence? Who may not graduate from high school? Who may not start that business? Who will not know how to smile? Who will not know what love feels like? Who will not know how to love if you do not simply prune your tree? Now, as I've said before, Pruning your tree is not an easy task. Just saying, oh, I need to get a better circle doesn't happen overnight. It's painful and hurtful and joyous and rewarding all at the same time. Those in your circle of influence are there because of choice. In order to survive the next 365, we have to challenge ourselves to have a circle of influence that is rooted in support, love, care, and upliftment. Unfortunately, we all sometimes get our tree pruned by life, not by our own self-examination. Example is when the author describes when he was in need, a lot of what he considered his inner circle abandoned him. It was no longer fun and fancy free, so they weren't there. He discovered his circle of influence was shaky. He then began to prune by necessity. Read the rest of the author's story to learn how he began to select better influencers and trust himself that his roots were strong enough to survive, even if he needed to start fresh with new limbs. Wow, that was a word. I'm going to repeat that. Know and trust and build your foundation so that your roots are strong enough to survive even when you need to start fresh with new limbs. Survive the Next 365, Chapter 3, Prune Your Tree is an amazing guide to surviving this thing called life. I'll share with you. The author Clark Garrison and I have been friends um, for nearly 34 years. So, needless to say, what he chronicles in this book that you are journeying with me um, We've lived through a lot of this together. 
because he, he's, he's my brother. Um, he is currently in the fight of his life. And it's because he took time to prune his tree and to refine his circle of influence that this part of his journey is enhanced by people that love and care for him, care for him intentionally and not conditionally. So, brother, I know you're listening and I know you're going to make it through this. We love you here at the Morrison household and... Um, we thank you for these years of being in our circle of influence. So thank you for joining me. Remember to subscribe to Best on the Block via Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud. Also follow me at Best on the Block on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Get your copy of Survive the Next 365 at Amazon.com. And I will talk to you next time where we will continue to explore Survive the Next 365, Chapter 4, Your Day. This is Kimberly Padgett Morrison of the BNP Brand. Until next time.